Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inspired Evolution. This week we have the pleasure of having on the show Christina Mandlakiani. Christina is the co-founder of Mind Valley. She spearheads Mind Valley Russia, and in this conversation we dive deep onto her principles and findings of happiness. This is a really unique conversation with a true creative entrepreneur. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today. Actually, an exorbitant treat to be here today. We have with us none other than Christina. Is it? How do I say Mand? Mand. Mand. Christina Mandlekiani. How are you? I'm good. It's uh, you are obviously very good. <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> I can sense it. <laughs> um, for those listening into Christina for the first time. Um, she's the co-founder of Mind Valley. She uh, heads the Russian language sector for the company. She's also a regular consultant on the Mind Valley customer relationship building side of things and coordinates the whole customer journey for people. Um, she's an Estonian entrepreneur. She speaks on stage many times and it was super inspiring to hear you the other day. So thank you so much. And uh, she has a major love for classic literature, classical music, art. She's uh, languages is in there. There's Spanish and she's also um, she's into the harp and She's obviously a mother of two, uh, thriving little bodies, yeah. and uh, maybe mother of three. She's also the wife to Vision. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it is such a treat to have you here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I um, Yeah, there's there's so many places we could go in this conversation, obviously, having you here, and there's such a depth and an array, and um, I think the, the place I really wanted to touch was... Um, I remember Liz being at your talk and we were taught that you mentioned something about, um, 
being a perfectionist <laughs> and how that didn't spell perfection. <laughs> it spelled paralysis and a myriad of other things. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about the background and where that all comes from? I think, I think the background is because I'm this, uh, I'm the only daughter of my parents uh-huh. and um, I don't even know how it happened, but I just happened to be a perfectionist. Yeah. So I, we studied really well in school, like really well, like really, really, really well, like Hermione yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> what a great metaphor. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. And from then on, I had to be, you know, the model, the perfect thing mm. and do everything right. You know, uh, good degrees, good university, good job. And I I made my career by the age of 25. Uh-huh. Uh, my colleagues in the West were in, like in the uh, later days of their career in my position. So I was like, I was thinking, what, what's next? Uh, yeah. it, it was kind of puzzling. And that was, that was actually about uh, 20 years ago when I started. I, 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 I was so well far in this whole perfectionist path. And um, I guess I was lucky because uh, I didn't see it as a curse or anything, but I was also brave to just change things because I thought I can do anything. You know? yeah. I'm so young and I've already reached so much. Uh-huh. So I, I I didn't hold on to the things that I had. And then life turned the way the other way. I ended up in New York, not allowed to work, no, no visa for me, oh. uh, not able to find a job, uh, not able to find friends because everybody saw me just as Vishen's wife. Yeah. Uh, so so it was hard uh, to prove myself again that I'm perfectionist. I'm doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess maybe at some point you just let it go. But it's 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 later in my life. It's probably now that I start realizing that it is a curse. Perfectionism is a curse because we uh, we ha- we hold such a high bar for ourselves, mm. uh, and and we do things for perfectionism's sake uh, rather than for you know for what we w- really want. Mm. So uh, yeah, perfectionist spells paralysis is true for work, but when it comes to your life, I would say perfectionism is a curse uh, because it's it's the thing which prevents us from being truly happy. Mm. So in that in that array of happiness, there was a lot of talking points that you had to to shed on on happiness, and uh, I um I was fascinated by obviously there was the obvious one so there's, there's gratitude which you said like just making gratitude your attitude do you want to share a little bit about that well i uh, when i talk about happiness we have to go a little bit deeper there are ways <laughs> let's do it yes <laughs> the thing is that we I, I think first of all we don't know what happened what is happiness it's yeah. a very subjective thing that's why mm-hmm. scientists refuse to research it properly because they say well how do you measure happiness right mm-hmm. what is happiness for one person and what is happiness for the other person uh i do not have a definition for happiness for sure but mm-hmm. what i know is that we should not confuse happiness joy uh, and fun, uh, which seem like very similar things, uh-huh. uh, because some of the things are just um, just transient emotions, like mm-hmm. fun, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and some of that is is a state or or like a default for us. So when I talk about happiness, I'm talking about the default state. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we tend to feel about our life: Are we satisfied with our life? Are we satisfied with? Uh, are we happy? <laughs> Actually, if we talk, most people will say they are. But, uh, and then there are the state, the emotional states which change, right? Yeah. Uh, so when I talk about happiness and, and how to become happier, I'm talking about the remedies which are long-term strategies because mm. we all have our little short-term things which help us to feel a little bit better in the moment. Sure. And, uh, these things are good, but they also, uh, become ineffective, uh, mm. in time. And, and not all of them are always good, right? Like uh, chocolate. <laughs> 
chocolate is good, by the way. <laughs> chocolate is good. You, you get what you believe. The chocolate that comes out of my hands, by the way, is slimming. Everybody in the office knows that. My girlfriend and you are going to get along just fine. <laughs> but true, there are things which are which can be destructive, and we tend to turn to them. And I, that's an, another interesting topic, like uh, like drinking, uh, drugs, uh, smoking, and medications. They, they are destructive generally to our yeah. body, right? And there are things which are a little, a little healthier, like meditation, walks uh-huh. in the park, for, uh, hanging out with friends. Yeah. But in essence, they're still short-term remedies. Mm. So what we are looking into is the long-term strategies so that uh, it's not the mood that changes, it's the, the default level of happiness that changes. So gratitude is one of those things. In the short term, as a like little pill, it, it is not terribly strong. Yeah. Because you, you express gratitude and for, for a while you just remind yourself, yeah, there are things which are good in my life. Not everything is bad. Yeah. But you don't feel the ecstasy from it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have my body. Yes. Yeah. Have you have it. You, you take it by... That seems quite convincing right? though. <laughs> <laughs> but... But the thing with gratitude is yeah. that it uh, it has the compound effect. So if you mm. express it regularly, then you start feeling happy over time. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of strategies I'm looking into. That's why I mentioned gratitude. It's the easiest and the yeah. easiest to explain. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I, I really love the. Um, there's so much in that. Thank you so much for sharing. In that, you know, like there are many triggers to happiness, but happiness short term is very different to raising the benchmark of like your steady state of happiness and trying to really like infuse like make that your benchmark and your norm and really lifting that um so there's gratitude what else like so i have i have six uh i think six yes six things that i use uh as examples of long-term strategies one is uh, is gratitude the other one is the ability to be present in the moment Mm -hmm. and consciousness is generally the beginning of everything because uh we often get stuck in our emotional states so Mm -hmm. if we have a lot of uh funny fun uh, uh joyful moments we we tend to think like oh that was the happy period of our lives and then if anything goes back, we, we sometimes generalize the emotions and we think that emotion is actually what, what is happening in our life. So consciousness in general is a very healthy thing because that um, that's like a pulse check. Uh, you, right, you, right. you constantly realize what's going on. That, yes, maybe I'm feeling down right now, but this is an emotion which I'm just feeling right now. It doesn't mean that my life is a, is right, a mess. So having right? that deeper awareness. So that's one reason why consciousness is one part of the training. The other reason is that time is an illusion. And a lot of negative emotions live either in the future or in the past. So mm. worry, fear, they're usually the future-based emotions. And and any kind of sadness, regret, uh, disappointment, they, the, a lot of them are usually past, past. emotions. Yeah. Happiness is the thing which is in the now. So mm. this uh, being in the present moment is another technique which helps us to, to lift this uh, bar of happiness. And again, it doesn't have this... Effect yeah. <laughs> in the moment, but yeah, you feel a little bit better, but you generally don't feel ecstasy from just mm. realizing that. Oh wow, I'm sitting here. I have this beautiful cup of tea. I'm having a nice company, mm. and you know, you you feel better, but it yeah. doesn't solve all your it's problems. Not zing! It's just like a yes. Mm, it's very mellow in that in that in its effect, and it's yeah. I struggled with depression for about uh, five to seven years, and I realized that a lot of that 
exactly as you mentioned. It was about spending more and more time in the past. And now working with people in a similar sort of space, I realize that anxiety and depression are very heavily linked because we can't spend time in the present. Mm. Um, anxiety is literally just spending more and more time about the future and depression is just spending so much more time in the past. But as soon as you can sort of try to cultivate just spending more and more time in the present, you have less depressing thoughts and less less anxious thoughts as well. And another thing is that we sometimes miss the happiness. Like the example that I bring about the present moment is um, I have a business and I have children and we have our routines. So one of the yeah. routines is that I put them to sleep and I sing. Uh, and singing wow. is a very comfortable thing because they hear my voice, but because I know the words, I can think about other things while I sing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. sometimes I think about right things. But, yeah. uh, I remember this one night when I'm singing my kids to sleep and I have mm. a six year gap between the first and the second child. So I know how fast time goes with kids Yeah, and I'm singing them to sleep and I'm thinking, oh, I need to record that video vlog or whatever. So I started thinking what am I supposed to say? And then suddenly I realized that, that this is ridiculous and this is stupid because I'm not recording that video. I'm not solving any problem right now. I'm just thinking about something which I'm going to do after I'm done here. Mm. But what I'm doing is that I'm not noticing the most precious moment in parenthood life, mm. putting two clean, <laughs> not yelling, tired kids to sleep. Yeah. yeah, that's such a beautiful, beautiful metaphor. Such a Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think that really paints the picture. I think so many of us are often thinking about the next thing or and that is such a beautiful moment, right, when you're spending it with your kids and you're singing to them. Like, yeah, true. Um, yeah. I actually dropped it off because I was supposed to give uh, six, right, and now I've given two. <laughs> do you want me to go on with yeah, that? Yeah, let's or? do it, let's do it. Okay, do so, it. so it was great. Attitude, it was the being in the present. Uh -huh. Then just recently I added the relationships into the mix. Yes. And connection. I was very reluctant, reluctant to do that. But you yeah. see, all the, all the medical scientists point, <laughs> the biggest connection between our levels of happiness mm. in the long term is actually with the quality of relationships that yeah. we have. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So um, it is a very important point. Why I was reluctant to do that was because uh, because in personal growth, you take responsibility for everything onto yourself. Extreme responsibility. So this was the thing which was uh, complicated to integrate into my training, but it also gave me opportunities to discover other areas. Because you have to marry the whole thing of, you know, my happiness depends on my family, on my mm. children, on my husband, on my parents, on my friends. But everything in my life depends on me, right? Yeah. So this this is one third 
And then the fourth one is uh, forgiveness. Mm. Maybe I'm going in in wrong direction, but it doesn't. I mean, wrong 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 uh, order, order, but it doesn't but matter. Okay. Well, yeah. Forgiveness is definitely one of the very important techniques that we need to learn. Yeah. Uh, then it's self love. Mm. You have to uh, have a relationship with yourself. And uh, the last one is actually dealing with the negative emotions because we cannot deny the fact that there will be things happening in our life. And in fact, uh, you know, what would our life be if there was no negativity? Would yeah. there be day if there was no night? It's, well, see, it's an old that's thing. Such a, that's such a deep one, isn't it? I, um, I find it really fascinating that... Um, I think that was one of the most powerful um, aspects of the talk for me personally, which was, um, you know, often I try to cultivate a happier mindset, you know, and yeah. try to cultivate happiness um, and just joy in general. You know, it's if something feels right, especially being on an entrepreneurial journey, it's like follow your bliss a lot more. And, mm-hmm. You know, your intuition is leading you to your bliss. Keep following that path. But then sometimes something will hit you and it's unavoidable. You know, mm-hmm. it's like not that it's unavoidable, but yeah, like let's say something happens. Sometimes it is. Yeah, you know. Exactly. And so let's say, t- like Touchwood, you know, something happens to your parents, you know, and it's all of a sudden you have to go through that. You can see that there's like that natural sort of tendency to like, okay, but I'll follow my bliss and what feels good. But then if nothing feels good, navigating your way through that. And I think that was so profound because it, you were sharing so deeply on happiness, mm-hmm. but it was like the depths of actually going all the way into your sadness is a necessity or something. Well, if, if you're trying to focus on, uh, on following your bliss in the moment when you're having hard times, you're doing mm-hmm. a very simple thing, which is called uh, spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, psychologists have known that for decades mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's it's not a very healthy tactics of yeah. course but i have to actually s- straight away warn people that i am mm-hmm. not a psychologist psychiatrist or a doctor <laughs> yeah, so i don't yeah. give any any diagnosis or like opinions mm-hmm. about the the diseases so when you yeah. mentioned like depression i would i would be completely at a loss what to say yeah. uh, i'm just sharing my own experience yeah. and my own experience is um we can all be happy in the happy, <laughs> but if we uh, can be okay in the unhappy and get back to happy after that, mm. that's the art of being happy, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. So is that more about fulfillment or is that more about acceptance? I would say that uh, it's for every person, it's their own thing. Mm. Uh and I guess in different times of life, it's uh, different things. Like, let's say if you're young, probably love is happiness for you. Mm. Uh, when you're in a certain age, probably having the family is happiness in, for you. Mm. Like for women, maybe fa- having the family is the the highest like expression of happiness. But for men, maybe following the mission. And I'm not mm. trying to be sexist, but I believe that for different people, for different stages in life, we might have slightly different variation of happiness. Your values change over life, of course, But right? for me, the, the underlying principle is that when I wake up in the morning, I'm excited about my life mm. and I have something to look forward to. And I generally live so that the, the, the day when I'm about to die, I'm like, I lived a good life. It wasn't wasted. <laughs> and I'm not waiting for, for that day because I'm excited. But I might be mistaken. Maybe if someone else, it's something else. You know, here I just can't avoid bringing in the talk, TEDx talk by, actually not TEDx, TED talk by mm. Susan David. Mm. And... Um, she said that there is no such thing as positive and negative emotions. Mm. Uh, and um, there are emotions that we crave more and there are emotions we are trying to avoid. And they're not necessarily plus minus side. And sometimes if you take one emotion, like a fear, 
right? We don't like fear. But when I go on stage and I don't feel a little bit of this fear and excitement, I know that I'm not in my best to go on stage. So at that moment, before speeches on stage, actually, uh, I actually want to feel that. That that I wouldn't the anxiety want. Anxiety. Uh, a little bit. In certain, uh, in certain, in certain situations. Yeah, right. And then when I get off stage, the, the level of satisfaction, if I've been a little bit excited, is way higher than if I just went on stage and just did my routine. Ah. So I don't want to talk too often on stage because I don't want it to turn into routine. So, right. But if we are talking about love, it's even more striking because we all want love, right? But what kind of love do we want? Do we want the love, the kind of love that we feel in the Mind Valley community? You know, I love everyone. Yeah. You know, let me hug you. You know, how's it? Or are we talking about the love where you feel actually connection to one person mm. and you're scared that that person can hurt you? And yeah. that love, a lot of people don't want. <laughs> so that's, they that's, think they want it. That's the whole idea. <laughs> what, what is positive? What is negative emotion? There yeah. are emotions that we want more of yeah. and emotions which we want less of. Mm. So that's like busting through the labels, right? Of like, again, life is already constructed with so many labels. And I think there's a big message, but from Mind Valley in that as well, right? Which is try not to label things and, you know, try not to buy into bullshit rules behind <laughs> things as well, right? So like those are just labels as negative, positive. And, um, I think it's really poetic because it, it's really trying to embrace all the colors of life and not getting too hung up on, um, on getting like stuck in, you know, labeling it as good or bad and then trying to avoid it or staying or like trying to attract yourself to it. Um, in your advice, do you have any advice for like what's the best way to move through things? Like, so you, can, you know. Oh, that's just from your own from experience. from the you mean dealing with negative, right? Yeah, just dealing with emotions in general. Well, like there are there are a lot. This of... comes from the context of obviously being an entrepreneur and you know traveling so much, being a mother, running a company. That's know. the question: Do you want emotions or do you not want emotions? Uh, what kind of emotions do you want? We have to be a little bit clearer on that. And mm. sometimes sometimes we are confused as well. So you know, some people like confusion, others don't. Mm. Uh, so. There is, uh, there is actually a general consensus on which emotions are more productive and which are less. So, for mm -hmm. example, shame and guilt are really bad emotions, mm -hmm. but sometimes, uh, guilt can move you into doing the right things, yeah, right? Yeah. right? And, and the highest emotions are considered like joy, gratitude, uh, enlightenment, mm -hmm. uh, peacefulness. So there, there is the scale, uh, yeah, which, different colors and different yeah, I like the scale. Yeah. It's really nice. It's a good guideline, but again, we shouldn't, we shouldn't say this is good. This is bad because everything is, uh, is, has the reason. I like to compare emotions to our physical body because that makes it easier. Every emotion feels somewhere in my physical body, right? Uh, and also, uh, if you think there, there is a disease where people don't feel pain yeah. and it is a disease because when you don't feel pain, you do not know uh, where to pay attention. So the same with emotions. If emotions is our physical body, if you feel pain, it's usually the sign that you have to pay attention to that area of your life yeah. because something is off here. It's like if you didn't feel pain, you could lose a leg and not notice it until you're taking off your shoes, right? Mm, makes sense. So uh, emotions, both painful and positive, are are there for a reason yeah. and if you go into psychology actually the the, the if you try to be perfectionist <laughs> you are supposed to be neutral <laughs> feel neither sadness nor uh, nor extreme joy right like joy yeah. joy in a very peaceful yeah. way and then you don't feel uh, you don't feel the passion you don't feel the things which are and, human <laughs> and the question is then why did we come on planet earth yeah. if our goal is to be as zen as possible in nirvana then we might just as well die right now yeah and connect with the source and the and source. be there interesting if we are here we we are here to get 
an experience and sometimes yeah. that experience is maybe uh painful mm. and then what do you do with that painful experience there are a lot of uh, a lot of teachings so mm. uh when it comes to uh to like um forgiveness then there are uh, it's a completely different area and mm. topic I, i will not go into that because it's it's much deeper mm. but with negative emotions i know sedona method is very good uh, one of our authors galang tupton talks beautifully and he's yeah. coming and i'm so excited yeah. he talks beautifully about uh meditating into pain and accepting it mm. so there are a lot of different methods but uh, in classical psychology what they suggest is uh, first of all when you get a, an extreme emotion you don't take any action you usually only do any kind of moving on actions solutions after your emotion has subsided you just don't yeah. deal with things at the height of the emotion mm-hmm. so uh then another thing is that you have to accept the emotion right you have to accept that it is happening you have to name it mm-hmm. if you can name emotion as precisely as you can it's it's good it's because you're accepting it and here here we are touching upon this whole idea of uh, spiritual bypassing mm-hmm. if you have an emotion and you don't accept it you don't want to name it properly there are three options you either uh lie to yourself and you name it something else you mm. feel shame and guilt but you say like you 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 give it a different name just to feel better or you feel anger and you say oh i'm just concerned about you right or you feel disgust and you're like oh you make me feel uncomfortable yeah. this is called whitewashing you're not dealing with your emotion you're trying to <sighs> to skim the surface and yeah. and say i'm dealing with it but actually not going deep enough another option is to deny that it's it does not exist mm. and and you know like oh no but i'm perfectionism you know <laughs> my perfect picture is to be zen and happy and loving so if i feel anger i don't accept that i feel anger mm. i want to feel happy so i i deny that emotion it does not exist and the third one is uh when you're trying to move on through it very quickly you kind of mm. accept that it is there but you don't deal with that yeah. you just push on right. uh, and that's exactly why why i said that in psychology this is just you have to get your emotions back to a regular state before you you move on with, uh, with with doing some action based on what happened right mm. so so these three options uh, are all called spiritual bypassing and if you go into that what happens is that emotion is not going anywhere it's yeah. in your body right yeah. and it short short circuits and it stays there and the more layers of uh denial or lie you put on it like oh i'm happy i'm joyful i love everyone uh, it's still there it's mm. still it doesn't help yeah. so eventually it will explode yeah right so you have to deal with that that's the point <laughs> <laughs> deal with your emotions <laughs> um so i'm fascinated as to um this must have surely like this awareness definitely supports your your work in the way that you show up every day right <laughs> like learning to navigate through all the emotions obviously being like co-founder of mind valley and all the other stuff like the mother like even just mothers like i recently a friend of mine just became a mother and we're quite young and watching her like just how much her life completely changed and how full time the job of a mother is you know and then running a company with that and then also being a wife and traveling the world and facilitating all that you do and speaking and stuff um the emotional work is it an integral piece to being well i wouldn't be talking about that if i had not experienced it for yeah. first hand right exactly. yeah so this is yeah <laughs> so i'm sharing my own experiences yeah. i've been in uh, personal growth for 15 years and i hear a lot of sp- uh, like i've been to a lot of events i've heard yeah. a lot of authors uh-huh. i've talked to a lot of people so uh, we usually pick up on what is necessary for us so if i'm talking about that that means that i've been through all of that yeah. but then i like this um, <laughs> i like this quote by harvecker 
He says, yeah. there is no big problem. There's just little you. <laughs> so, you know, if you have a problem, yeah. it's, a, it's an opportunity to grow. So it's interesting because I'm a very intuitive person. I, I'm an artist and I'm a woman and I'm a parent. So my intuition is super strong. My perception mm. of emotions and feelings mm. is super strong. And sometimes it bothers me. It's like, you know, it's when you watch superhero movies and the superhero discovers a power and they don't know how to deal with that. So rather than flying nicely, they're like, jet off and then, you know, hit the wall. Mm. That's how I sometimes feel myself. Like I, I have so many uh, ways to perceive uh-huh. life. Yeah. And how do I learn to, to process it and right. not, because my, our bodies are fragile. And yeah. as I said, emotions feel in our bodies mm. and doctors will tell you that your emotions can cause certain diseases. Yeah, totally. So uh, I'm, many. <laughs> on the, I'm on the path to learn my superpower. Yeah. That's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, um, I'm really, and I, I really want to have this conversation, um, as we're, before we weave out of this is, uh, is like happiness and obviously dealing with your emotions and there's this whole side of emotions and creativity because I know you you know like you said you're an intuitive and you understand energy a little bit and there's also the whole idea of like you love music yeah right and so the like again and again you know just timelessly music has been such an integral part of people processing and accepting and you know that 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 art and creative like what does creativity mean to you well I'm Odd. I know that uh, playing harp will uh, get me, like if I'm stressed and I play harp, it will get me back in, into one piece. I know mm. that if I start drawing, and I draw a lot, mm. I, I love drawing, uh, I will also detach from everything and I live in, in that work. Yet I generally do not resort to those things when I'm in a bad moment. I'm much more in my head, I, but that's just my weirdness. Sure. I tend to turn to art in my happy place, and that's unusual. Mm. Uh, most artists have the interesting belief that they have to suffer to yeah. <laughs> to create, but I don't, I, I don't really mm. think so. Yeah. Uh, so in my case uh, art is more a happy thing rather mm. than uh, in any way connected to to processing the, through certain things. yes right. so I, I would maybe represent certain emotions in art but generally not in the moment of uh, of pain sure. right or in the moment of uh, like confusion or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. generally but this is just me because I, i'm not i don't live with my art i don't yeah. earn money with art mm. When it comes to uh, consuming art, this is a slightly different thing. Mm. Uh, like, I'm very audio, and uh, I love music because music uh, can create different modes oh, in me. Completely, yeah. And it, it kind of, they, they say that uh, all the motions have certain vibrations. So music definitely is that thing. Mm. So, but at least for me, no, probably not for everyone. So if I need to... Uh, if I need to create a certain uh, state, usually music helps me. But yeah. that's consuming art, not yeah. n- not producing it. So for me, creativity, for me personally, is just uh, just my happy place. But yeah. but I'm I'm just the way I am. For other people, it may be something else. <laughs> awesome. And so, just as we're we're slightly weaving this out, is there a message in your heart about perhaps something about emotions? And I know that's such a dear topic to you. Is there something that you really want to share about this? About it's people? interesting that it seems like it's a dear topic to me. I just think that this is the crucial thing about learning how to live. Right. I started with happiness, uh, just just how to to teach people how to be happy. And yeah. then it just went deeper and deeper. And forgiveness was one part of it, because forgiveness is necessary. But then I 
realized that, you know, the negativity should be there as well. And then more and more attention grew into that. So recently, I, I remember I once came off the stage and then somebody came and said, you know, I was so reluctant to listen to that because I was thinking like, oh my God, another person comes and starts telling me about you. <laughs> and then you suddenly come and all you talk about is dark. Yeah, like real shit. <laughs> but it just evolved like that. And because yeah. I'm intuitive, I let it be like that because maybe, maybe I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing because the whole world is struggling with that. Mm. And I'm just uh, letting it through me so that yeah. I can uh, put it in a certain structure uh, and give permission to other people to not be perfect, sure. to be on the path of transformation and say, you know, I'm messed up. Mm. And it's okay because I'll be fine. And I've noticed that in personal growth, because personal growth has been on the rise for, mm. for let's say, 20 years. Yeah. We have this curse of perf perfectionism. And the message which, because we publish a lot of authors, the message that audience loves the most is the permission to just be you. Yeah. Be imperfect. Yeah. This is what people crave. Can you please allow me to be a bad mom? <laughs> you know? A lousy, yeah. uh, maybe I'm not a lousy human being, but can I, ha can I be lousy in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. And that self-acceptance and just allowing yourself to be again and again. And that comes back to a couple of the points, right? Like being in the present moment. <laughs> Beautiful. Is there anything else before we weave out that you want to share with anyone? Because <laughs> I've got a question. <laughs> it's my favorite question. I'll to ask, ask a question. <laughs> Um, my favorite question to ask, and it's by, my last question, by no means my least question, is beyond the skin suit, beyond the creativity, beyond the companies, beyond the family, beyond all of that, um, who is Christina? <laughs> I wish I knew. I, you know, I'm actually, and I'll be very honest because I am in a very um, confusing state right now because I'm rediscovering certain uh, parts of my life. Uh, I, did, I don't know why it happened, so it just happened. Um, and I realized recently that I do not give myself permission to just be in a mess sometimes mm. because there's a lot of responsibility. There's audience who looks at you. There's, mm. you know, your family who needs you happy. And it's interesting because because uh, usually how I finish my talk is with this quote, the answer, not quote, the answer that Dalai Lama gave me personally when I asked him, uh, you know, I have to give the whole story. I used to work uh, with the refugees in uh, Asia. And parallel to that, we were building Mind Valley, which is essentially about how to live extraordinary life, how to be happy and fulfilled and everything. Mm -hmm. So for me, I had a huge uh, cognitive dissonance because I see misery and I have to build a, a school for humanity, right? <laughs> so I asked Dalai Lama, what do I do with that? How do I reconcile these things? And he said very simply, he said, you can't help anyone if you're not happy. So I guess I've been perfectionist with myself for many years because I go on stage and I get myself into a state to explain what happiness is about. Uh, but uh, am I always allowing myself to go through those processes? Or am I allowing mm. myself to go through those processes in an environment where where I'm not infecting anyone else? Yeah. So the question is, isn't that a perfectionism when you don't dare to show the world that you are a mess? <laughs> there it is again. Yeah. So there is still so much to discover, and I have no idea who I am. <laughs> I'm just a weird thing going through uh, something which I don't fully understand. <laughs> Time and space continue. And trying to make sense out of that and uh, through making sense out of that, maybe help someone else to just realize that, you know, we are here to let life through us and not past us. 
Thank you so much for your honesty, your authenticity, and your joy. I um I really want to thank you, obviously, for your time today, um, taking the time to sit and chat and really share with the listeners of the Inspired Evolution all about happiness, but also not just today. You know, everything that has brought come along with the message in yourself and your journey in the past and everything that you know you've done, not just for us, but also like the Mind Valley community, but also just everybody and for yourself and your family. So thank you so much for how you show up and um, yeah, the time coming forward as well. Just wishing you all the best always and blessings on the journey. Thank you so much for the interview and thank you for the questions because I was a little bit uh, I, I was a little bit worried like I don't want to repeat what I was talking about. <laughs> so it's interesting you gave a different perspective, asked things where that made me think. So thank you so much. It's, it, so. it was exciting. Yo! <laughs> Hey tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.